0: I I baby powder so I can be a war boy. and then my friend's girlfriend came in dominatrix gear and i fed her roast chicken now we saw a movie and i just left a big cloud of white around me wherever i went and it was a pretty good time
1: uh- <laughs> how old were you
0: I was 31? Nice. And because I was doing silly things like that as a grown-ass adult with people I hardly knew, I guess we're probably talking about the Big Bang Theory Theory. Hi, I'm Nick.
2: I'm Kyle.
0: And today we have a super special guest. It's friend, it's a podcaster, it's just a generally delightful person. Everyone who's listening to this, say hello, even if you're alone, to your new friend, Eliza. Hi. So, Eliza, uh, as, a, as a first-time guest, I, I like to begin by asking, what is your exposure prior to the episode you watched for today to The Big Bang Theory?
1: Uh, so, I am a lady who usually falls in love with nerds, so I've dated a lot of real-life nerds who hated The Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely have hate watched a couple of episodes with those handsome rugged nerds, um, and yeah, I've never gone into it like with an open mind. I've always gone into it, you know, ahead of time, disliking it. Right. Well, I think that's kind of because the of peer pressure. Seat. Yeah. Well,
0: that's what. Also, I, I I skipped over the the summary of what we do here. We talk about the Big Bang Theory. What the hell do no. you think the show was about? You're listening. You fit, you got it. What are you doing here? I Thought this Thanks. was Weeds Theory. Thanks. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of why Kyle and I started it. Is we had the same, I think, similar negative opinion towards Big Bang Theory and a lot of knew a lot of people who had it, and I hadn't seen really any of it, and Kyle hadn't watched much, and so we decided to investigate. Can it really be that bad? Is it really that mean to nerds? And mostly is. <laughs> so far. I I don't know if you felt differently based on the episode we just watched, but yeah. Oh, and then um. In our reviews, we are also frequent negative feedback is how negative we are. Um, yes, a
2: lot of our viewers wish, wish that we would just be nicer to the show.
0: Yeah, uh, which, I don't know. Listen, just, just, just watch the show if you want to have a nice time with the show, all right? Let's just do that. Leave us alone. Okay, so, Eliza, I've asked you about your Big Bang Theory credentials. I also want to know, do you consider yourself a nerd? I do yeah okay and wh- why what, what makes you nerdy
1: um what makes me nerdy is not how much i know about a subject but how passionate i am about that subject okay. so um some things that i am a nerd about uh i'm a nerd about the holocaust um i'm a nerd about harry potter i'm a big nerd about sitcoms i want to write a sitcom so i tend to like really analyze them and i know oh finally
2: we've got a we've got a real expert good
1: i didn't say i was an expert i just said i was an impassioned nerd um i like you know greg daniels shows that's i would i would kill to work on a greg daniels show um so that's my life as i'm a comedian so that i can someday write a sitcom and show the world truly how nerdy i am because the passion makes for good writing
0: could you provide an example of a greg daniels sitcom because i do not know who he is
1: he's the office parks and rec um pretty much anything you love okay i've uh, For me, anyway, I'm a big, like, office nerd. Um, So, and any show that, like, I feel does, like, quirky humor sort of sets the ground for, you know, certain types of humor. Usually Greg Daniels is behind it. Um, King of the Hill. All kinds of great stuff.
0: I think this gives us a pretty good basic understanding of your your own general nerdiness and exposure to the show. And so I think I'm going to do my, my quick summary of the episode... And then we can we can get into the nitty gritty about how you how you felt about this experience and whether it changed any of your opinions or whether you you feel like you've really opened yourself up to new and bold experiences with, as you described previously, these these handsome, rugged nerds. But anyway,
1: summarize it, Captain.
0: Oh, God. Oh, all right. Hey, Kyle, new rule from now on, you also call me Captain.
2: Uh, I don't think we're in a service branch. I don't have to respect your rank unless you show me some credentials first.
0: All right, well, I don't see myself participating nearly as pleasantly from now on, and you can just bear the burden of that as you like. But for today's episode, we watched Season 4, Episode 20, officially known as The Herb Garden Germination, and this episode is very straightforward. Uh, There's a rumor that goes around. There you go. What do you want to know? It's rumors are bad, I guess. They're, they're trying to teach you real moral. Um, yeah. But the, the basic rumor, though, I think
2: Fleetwood Mac covered that. I think that's what they were trying to tell us, too. I think
0: they had a whole album about it. Um, but it, it, Adele it had a song. With, they at least had a song, yes. But it, it, it starts with uh, Amy Fairfowler uh, gossiping to Sheldon that Bernadette is thinking about Wall- uh, breaking up with Wallow.
2: Oh, rumor has it. It's funny because I was like, well, there is that, that someone like you does technically start with the line I heard, which I guess technically makes that whole forlorn meditation on the loss of potential true love technically about a rumor, but you probably meant rumor has it. What
1: the fuck? That is are the are one that I meant. About. Yes. We're talking about Adele. Um, yeah, that's okay. That's okay, Nick. We're just having a whole separate conversation. It's just Kyle Eliza Hour over here, okay? Okay, I mean, we can carry on with that. I just I No, you're the one, you're the captain. I mean, I not I don't know.
0: I, someone doesn't even recognize my authority. Well, There's a here. Saying, <laughs> it's a, it's listen, a split we're
2: listen. a bi we're a bi-state continent. So, you can be a captain of whatever whatever military, paramilitary organization you want to be a captain of. I'm All just right. saying well, I'm not
0: You don't have to call me the captain. Eliza, I like it if you continue to do so. Every time I look myself in the mirror, I'm going to consider myself the admiral. And that's how I'm moving forward. Anyway, to get back into the meat of the episode, it's, yeah, Amy tells Sheldon that Bernadette's going to break up with Wolowitz. And then he tells someone else, and she tells someone else. And the details aren't really worth getting into, because eventually it just gets around to everybody. The the very tiny notion of a B-plot starts to come in right near the end where Amy and Sheldon have a side conversation about, hey, have you ever heard of uh, memes and memetics? And this isn't just to refer to your your classic internet memes, but the actual idea of like passing ideas through, cultural, uh, through culture, similarly to how we pass genes through our genetic material. And so they're like, hey, I have an idea. Let's spread a real juicy rumor, and then we'll spread a real dull one, too. And we'll see the rate at which each spreads. And so Amy starts telling people that she boned Sheldon and that she started an herb garden. Uh, and, of course, everyone is more interested in the boning Sheldon uh, side. Also, Raj is adorable in this episode because when he hears the rumor about the, the Wallowitz uh, Bernadette breakup, he, he gets real sleazy about it. And he's just there in the sidelines waiting to it's, see how things go. Is adorable
2: out. the right word for that? for yes. blatantly or opportunistically waiting for your best friend to have their heart broken so that you can steal his girl from right in front of him.
0: I mean, maybe I just relate because I, too, am a dirtbag and have had the friend confide in me about things not really going well and I'm like, hmm, you don't say.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a real feeling. I'm just not sure <laughs> adorable is the word that I would use. But
0: Well, no, you wouldn't. But again, I, as a fellow creep, I'm like, hmm, my boy, he's getting it. Mm-mm. Mm, and so adorable some, is the
1: word I would use. As someone who is susceptible to creeps, adorable is a fine line. Raj, not adorable.
0: Ah, all right. I guess you're Thank the you. tiebreaker. That's your title now. Kyle, you'll have one hopefully by the end of the episode. But Perfect. yeah, that's, I mean, that's most of the episode. Uh, except at the very end, the the, the biggest thing, which is...
2: I'm a leftist, so the only title I will accept is Comrade, thank you very much, because we are all, we all should be equal in society. Okay,
0: well, now I feel like I don't want to recognize that, but I'd much prefer to call you Skipper, if you can live with that.
2: Skipper's just another word for captain, Wait, isn't you? it? How about
1: Skiprad?
2: Skiprad sounds pretty Does cool. that, I mean, it, it actually does sound really cool, I'm not going to lie, but I just, it it doesn't mean anything, as far as I know. Well, does so, really
0: do, it, does, do titles really mean anything, man? Isn't that why you're so far on the left, is you don't recognize any of that, Kyle?
2: That's right. That's right.
0: Thanks, Skipper. Uh, and then, anyway, Skipping. friggin' uh, Wallowitz proposes to her. She says yes. That's the end of the episode. <gasps> and everyone is totally shocked by it, and I thought that was weird because I'm like, oh, so Wallowitz never once mentioned this to any friend. He woke up that morning and was like, I'm just fucking going for it. But again, I guess that's a thing that happens when relationships aren't going well, is uh, you know making the the big, grand, insane romantic gesture. So, yeah.
1: I mean, it was either that or get her pregnant.
0: Well, that's I was waiting for that to happen, uh, and that's that's another. I really think we've all
1: been waiting for Bernadette to get pregnant.
0: Yeah, not because like I'm interested in it, in story-wise, it's just. Bernadette conveniently fits into a lot of subgenres of pornography that I have overlapping interests with. so Brother, um,
1: I hear you. Hey
0: <laughs> um, So yeah, that's, that's the, the general rundown of the episode. Uh, of course, there is more to talk about, but are there are any major plot points or events either of you thought needed to be specially mentioned?
1: I do want to say that there's an entire scene where Sheldon is holding a bottle of low-sodium soy sauce and using it as a prop to gesture, and it made me nervous the whole time because there is nothing greasier than an uncapped bottle of soy sauce, in my experience.
0: <laughs> how do you feel about the low-sodium aspect of it? That, that's what throws me off.
1: I respect it. I okay. won't lie.
0: Okay. Well, okay, you. Very accepting. Very good. Very wholesome. Well, I guess, I guess before we start nitpicking, how about this Eliza... How did actually watching a full episode of The Big Bang Theory, for for the purposes of of diving deep, did it change your impression of the show at all? How do you feel about it now?
1: I mean, no, because I knew that I would be in similar company (laughs) at this podcast, uh, because I know the whole point is sort of to scrutinize it, honestly. Um, I was Snapchatting my friend the whole time through it and being like, Look how dumb these nerds are, even though Amy used a lot of words that... I, I did not understand. Um, I'm glad it was Amy Heavy. I like Mayim M- M- Balik. I don't know how to say her name. Um, I, ever since listening to her on another podcast, that's how you get me to love someone as an actor is for them to be interviewed by someone I respect. Uh, okay. She's pretty cool. So she's one that plays Amy. So I like that it was an Amy Heavy episode. I think she's funny.
0: All right. Um, so we have positivity yeah. around Amy at least. Yeah. She
1: And hey, yeah, go ahead.
0: And I was going to say, I think she does stand out. She, I don't mm-hmm. believe originally was going to be a long-term character, but I think they they decided, they, they found out they had a much more charismatic version of Sheldon in her and couldn't let it, exactly. Could let it go.
2: Exactly.
1: Well, she does also, Sheldon way better than Sheldon. I mean, she becomes
2: sort of uh, sort of the inciting character to a lot of Sheldon-centric hijinks because Sheldon's whole like central central character definition thing is how like above everything he is so as we see in this episode her role is basically slowly becoming to like drag him into capers that can still involve the rest of the group she's basically like the bridge between him and like all the other nerd boys and also penny so
0: she should really have her own show because she's obviously she does now. she does what and she and, did and she did before.
1: Yeah. No, not my <laughs> yeah, she...
0: Amy Fairfowler.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> Kyle and I again, we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, we're back. I don't
2: like how this is uh, yeah. developing at all. I feel I like I like it. I I this interview for my new co host is going very well if you ask me. Son of a bitch!
1: It's okay. It's okay. Every, you can come out and my podcast, Every guest we have, night. I worry
0: that this is going to be the outcome, and it hasn't happened yet, you know? And then you get foolish enough that you start relaxing, and you start hoping, and now look at where
1: we are! Hey, it's okay. We're going to pretend that it's 2009 again. We're going to have two podcasts. We're going to do podcast host switch. It'll be like Wife Swap. It'll be fun. It'll be fun.
0: Would either of you do Wife Swap, like, for real? As an
1: unmarried woman? Yes. Well, like,
0: let's say you had a husband, or a wife, <laughs> or... You're you know you are in a marriage. Would, would Do you Do I know? like my husband? you're they're fine. You you're you're on the show because <laughs> is, is the you're other a wife bit of a hot, wrap. right? Well, you're happy I mean, so the the, the the partner you have they're they're attractive. You're you're happy with them. It's just a No, of course,
2: dull. of course. Well, so we we have uh an if you like pina colada situation on our hands as he would say. Oh.
0: Well, For no, sure, eh? because you're, going to be pu- you're actually going to be paired with someone else. They're, they're not accidentally. Well, that was putting... the goal,
2: too. But it starts out because he was tired of his lady. They'd been together too long.
0: Like, right, but he does compare it to a, a, a no, worn-out is...
2: recording of a favorite song. I don't think people give enough credit that he does still say, even though they're worn out, she was at one point his favorite song.
0: I think if an episode um, of White Swap see? had the same circumstances as the Pina Colada song, the producer would have been fired. Like, that he didn't do his due diligence and he's like, oh, we're going to put these I don't two together. Know. It's going to be crazy. He's like, oh, you're already married and you're, you're married and to both these you people? You were a week ago? Oh, there is no problem here to solve.
1: <laughs> if it's just for a month, yeah, I would do a wife swap to answer the original question. I all would right. like a different flavor for all of February. Thank you.
0: Okay. So, what, 1 12th, you're like, that's my month every uh-huh. other I can dig that yeah um...
1: oh this is yearly <laughs> like I'm no, yearly No, that's LA. not that's how energy. the show
0: works I mean... am I
1: getting a different guy every year every February I get well, a... so Ooh, even though it's not, I'm more it's intrigued.
0: not technically a competition uh, they do have all-star seasons and so no you you don't like get number one at the end of your season but if, if you do well enough you might be invited back is and so, is, are you going to be on season two? I don't know. How badly do you Wait, want how do to be I on do season two? Well how do you,
1: how do well enough? How is this even a competition? I thought it was just reality. Like ratings? Do you mean ratings? Like if, if America falls in love with me, I get to That's come back? That's exactly
0: what it is. Do you draw oh, the audience okay. that putting you on Wife
2: Swap All-Stars?
1: Well, if America is a rugged male nerd, I guarantee they will fall in love with me. Who's your I'd favorite like, nerd?
2: I'd be... Okay, I want to answer, hear this question, but before I forget, uh, wife swap all stars, we need to take to the producers right away because I do think there is a uh, there's a missed opportunity there. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: I'm obviously a big ideas guy. I'm I'm happy to return to Los Angeles and start pitching. You know, now that the phony virus is is done. Um, right. Yeah. So,
2: who's your favorite nerd, Eliza? My
1: favorite nerd uh gosh probably lisa simpson because she's the og oh. for me and but early season before she got all preachy about meat and stuff
0: i don't know if it's what i don't know if kyle meant that or not. i meant no that is what show. i meant because oh.
2: eliza has never misunderstood me once in the entire time that we've been talking to each other
1: <laughs> kyle and eliza being best friends
0: i'm just gonna let you guys vibe for a minute or two
1: Host swap. It's fine. You can go on over and hang out with Charlie. I'll hang out with Kyle. It's fine. And I have to decide how
0: hard I want to try for all stars.
1: Um, something else to circle back, something else I want to point out about this episode, something that I love with sitcoms and being a nerd about it is that I used to work at Pier One, and I love seeing ah, yes, ABC the and NBC shop. sitcoms. Yeah, well, sure, yes, even more than Hobby Lobby. In Pier One, is um, that just like
0: a knickknack store, or what is it?
1: It's furniture is a big part of it. Furniture decorations, house decor, and, and they have contracts with ABC and NBC. So I tend to see a lot of Pier 1 stuff in like shows and sitcoms. And I'll point it out and be like, huh. And I will say the only thing I saw um, <laughs> from Pier 1 in this was in Raj's house, his, in Raj's apartment. He has a poof, which is basically just like an Ottoman, but it's made to look extremely ethnic and very Indian. And it's like got recalled for being a. A little bit racist, but I guess <laughs> that that happened after this episode. Uh, this show is
0: often a little bit racist, and so wh- whether the Uh-oh. recall happened before or after, it's hard to say, because they may have not given a shit.
1: I mean, sure, there were all those poops sitting in a warehouse.
0: That's true. You know what I'm saying. Uh, what's your kitty cat's Did name, walk by into the, the
1: room? way? My, mine? Yes. My kitty cat is named Grave Digger.
0: Gravy for sure. That is badass.
1: Gravy. Yes, Gravy for short. Thank you. He was named after Marcus Parks.
0: Who is Marcus Parks?
1: He is a host of Last Podcast on the Left. (laughs) Uh...
0: Because
1: I'm super basic. (laughs) It's okay Um, to like things. That's That's not what this show is about.
0: But other people seem to think it's okay to like things.
1: (laughs) To be a nerd about things?
0: Right. Well, and, and speaking of being a nerd and liking things, like... Anything else in this episode that anyone actually liked? I worry that Eliza came in for a a, not a bad episode, but not a not something that had a lot of like standout moments for me.
1: Oh, I mean, I feel like you chose me because it's season four, episode twenty. I I didn't know if that was on purpose. Um, Uh, It wasn't an
0: accident. I'll tell you that much. Hey, hey!
1: hey, hey. (laughs) I am amazed that you guys have been doing this for four hundred and twenty episodes. Like that's crazy.
0: It is, and then people ask hard. whether we're going to do Young Sheldon, and I'm like, maybe in 20 years, but
1: um... <laughs> we're like 420 years, am I right? Hey, hey,
0: but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. Wallowitz likes to make jokes about Bernadette's little Bernadette's little hands making his dick look big. I guess that's fine. I don't know. Oh, well, they
1: definitely do age play in the bedroom. Just saying. Oh that no, <laughs> that got me. Uh, yeah is that Howard right he's got really cool belts that's I wrote a lot of notes he, for this episode and that's the only one I highlighted if there's one
2: there's so much that's trash about Howard Wolowitz as a character but goddamn, his belts are are you know he sells it yeah absolutely have you ever
1: seen does he wear the same belt twice or are they different every episode
0: I've not
2: oh, been
1: tracking
0: his belts I don't think uh, he generally Nick wears the literally same literally
2: can't remember like the plot of last week's episode <laughs> That's correct.
1: Less. That's okay. Much that's what listening ed- to this that's what this podcast is for. Just go listen <laughs> to last week's Big Bang Theory theory. Yeah.
2: Yes. This is our notebook, Nick. We have to do this podcast every 2 weeks just so Nick remembers some basic facts about his life and who it's, he is.
0: It's not my responsibility to keep up with what's happening. I produce the content <laughs> and then the people who receive it on the other end are the ones who have the emptiness in their lives that apparently our voices are somehow trying to fill. It's on them to get better, using us as the medicine. All right? I, I have no need to have any idea what happened at any point prior in the show, or frankly, any point prior in my life. So I'm going to keep rolling on.
2: But yes, he, is, he wears a rotating cast of belts. We have seen most of I, I don't think he wears new belts very often anymore. But... Um, they're good. They're good belts. Oh
1: well, no! They're absolutely.
2: All, they're always they're they always have oversized buckles. There's actually, if you want to know, he, he, we've never entirely discussed his tragic backstory on the show. But from what I can piece together, what we know about Howard Wolowitz is he's actually cosplaying as his own. Uh, absentee father who walked out on his mother when he was very young and so the way he dresses is basically a child's reconstructed image of what like an adult man in the 70s was wearing in a doorway as he stepped out to like get cigarettes and never came back
1: is that a show hypothesis or, or i mean a show fact or an episode or a podcast hypothesis
2: I, it's a partial podcast hypothesis, but there's evidence on the show. There's an episode where he has a breakdown about the fact that his, like, not, again, because the show doesn't tr- either track continuity or care about its characters' emotions. It's not, like, a real moment. It's, like, a throwaway gag, um, I think, where Wallowitz is talking to a therapist or something, and it just comes up that he's like, oh, yeah, like, my dad left. And they has a, a brief little weird, like, crying jag, and, and then they move on.
1: Oh, that's very deep, very sad. I'm sure that it cut into fans for all of five minutes.
0: It's possible. I mean people people do really like this show. And that's another weird thing is that the people who like our show seem to also like the show itself, but I guess they're 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 willing to recognize that it's not perfect and they can love it. And that's why I love them. Hey, if you're listening to this, I love you. If you're not listening I to too. this
2: I love you too, I guess. I don't know. You don't, you're never going to know.
1: Nick loves all.
2: I do. Um, he loves all the losers of the world. It, mm-hmm. It's really only successful people that uh, Nick hates, like, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, George Takei.
0: No, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I would hate less if he were a successful actor and not not a miserable ham. Um. But yeah, anything else about this episode? I feel like we should start transitioning to our nerdy things of the week, but...
1: Oh, I like the sound of that.
2: I mean, is there any... Do you have any... The I mean, two of the characters got engaged this episode. Would you like to offer any comment on that, Nick?
0: I don't know. They got engaged, and... There was no lead up to it. It hasn't really been mentioned in any previous episode that their relationship is getting more serious. And it was a complete shock to everybody, indicating that Wallowitz had never discussed the idea with any of his friends. And uh,
2: that was dumb. How do you feel? I, I, I guess that basically I thought it was funny that you like that was my favorite part was when she says yes. And we get to see how crushed Raj is. That was a pretty good moment for me. That is nice. Yeah.
1: And it is it is just as real to everyone else in the group that Amy is pregnant. So, what do you think is bigger news: them getting engaged or Amy being pregnant with Sheldon's baby?
0: I, I mean, if if I were in the group, I would definitely be more excited about the baby.
1: No, for real, yeah, not same. Because yeah, that would be a super baby.
0: Yeah, and at the same time, it'd be a baby that, in spite of highly successful, I mean, parents, I guess would still I... need child services involvement at some point. I'm sure.
2: Well, I guess mm. I should. Oh, yeah, that that's probably more. I started to say I'm making uh, assumptions about IQ and its genetic heritability, which is not something that the studies necessarily um, are definitive on. Yours that they're bad parents is probably much more, uh, much more. There's much more evidence, show based evidence for.
0: Were you just a- apologizing for your hypothetical reliance on eugenics?
2: Yes, I did. I realized I made a, eugen- a pro eugenic statement. And I was like, "Well, I don't know that I want to. I want to backpedal that."
1: You know, that's... I do that all the time. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's what editing's for. Nope, <laughs> that's everyone needs notes. to
0: kind of show this is, where even the 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 merest suggestion of eugenics is enough to make everyone have to backpedal. That the idea that Two smart people would have a smart child is something that we don't want to upset anyone. We, we are nice, good people. <laughs> Continue to, to support us, I guess. Ah, ah. As as always, we are, we're moving on to our, our nerdy thing of the week, where each of us makes a recommendation for a thing that we ourselves are actually into that you might want to enjoy either instead of or, you know, in contrast to the uh, the Big Bang Theory. And so Eliza is the guest. You get to choose whether you want to go first, second, or third.
1: I will happily go first and say without a big bang that Frasier is on Hulu. Uh, So those of you who are freaking out when they took it off of Netflix a few months ago, never fear. It is back on Hulu. They just never told us. You got to go looking for it. Look for Frasier, guys.
0: And and why is it that you uh, are so pumped about Frasier being back out there?
1: Because Frasier is back, man.
0: Wait, okay.
1: When <laughs> so why Frazier's... do you like Fraser? Is Fraser? I don't know in sense shit about
0: Fraser. I know it's got Kelsey Grammer, and he's like, mm, I, I have a tone of voice that suggests I'm more intelligent than other people. That's what makes me. Well, surprised.
1: I mean, Fraser is pretty huge in the shitposting community uh, because right. he's dummy thick and has big butt, uh, and that'll make that'll make me uh, uh, fall in love. That with is you. true. I hadn't thought Kelsey about Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer, like, thick icon. Thick Icon, exactly. Uh, Thick Icon. Um, And he himself is a little bit problematic, so he has been in the public eye. Um, And I don't know, just in general, I have always loved Frasier. I think it's got a lot of gems. It's got a lot of problems, the same as any 80s, 90s sitcom. And I'm just pumped. I'm I'm going through it again for the first time in over a year, and I'm really excited about it because it brings back good memories. And that's what I'm feeling nerdy about this week.
0: Thank you very much for that recommendation.
1: Isn't is it you, true that a
2: bunch of people in Kelsey's grammar's life were like brutally murdered? Like not even at the mm-hmm. same time. What? But, like it's yeah. like yeah, I'm looking. Uh, his father was shot, and his wow, the shit that happened to his sister is kind of unspeakable. So we'll just leave it there. Yeah. He is, dude, dude is cursed. Kelsey Grammar yep. obviously is obviously so cursed.
0: He's made a deal with the Reaper, and that it. Follows him around, ever behind his shoulder, wildly swinging its scythe randomly at anyone that happens to cross his path.
1: Uh, so uh, it would Kel- seem, Kelsey Grammar, more like Cursing Grammar. Am hey. I right?
0: I felt th- th- you I th- or th- me next, buddy.
2: It's a good. It's a shame he's he didn't use this magic to make himself more attractive because they'd be Kelsey Glamor.
0: Holy shit. <laughs>
2: Uh, I watched Ratatouille for the first time last night.
0: Whoa, Kyle, which is, okay. you're, a, you're a person who has serious film opinions. How, how did you think of it?
2: I thought, I mean, I'd always heard that, like, it was actually one of the best Pixar movies, and it was weird because I've seen, I think, all of the other Pixar movies, so it was just bizarre that somehow I missed that one when it first came out. But, yeah, it's great. Although, I, uh, you know, great little film about how, I mean, it's it's so funny because it's, like Brad Bird made it, the same guy who makes The Incredibles, and of course, the whole point of The Incredibles is how you know meritocracy is real and uh, and egalitarianism is kind of bullshit in a certain way. And then I love how the moral of Ratatouille is anyone can cook. Now we're not saying anyone can be a great chef. In fact, mostly we're just saying that people who seem like you know they come from shitty backgrounds could actually be brilliant genius chefs too. But just to be clear, we're not actually saying that anyone should be allowed to be a good cook because that would be Disney movie bullshit. So I appreciated that kind of (laughs) very fine needle. I mean, if you look, that movie works really hard to thread a very fine needle about exactly what the limits of talent (laughs) really are and what that means. And then I also like that there are a bunch of dick jokes in it that, I think if I had seen it as a child, I would not have appreciated. But there is totally a moment in that movie where the main chef dude, who is like Linguini, is talking to the hot French chef lady. And he's like, I need to show you something. I have a secret. It's kind of uh, a, a little secret. He's talking about the rat that lives in his hat. But she definitely... It's on frame. You you can watch. You can go on Disney Plus and watch it for yourself. She looks at and she's like, "He's talking about his dick, isn't he?"
0: Well, how how does seeing, she's into it? How does seeing her pause in a frame indicate that she's thinking about his dick? Is there like a a shadow on the wall across from her of an aubergine? or
2: no? No, I'm just. It's the exact because the inference because he's like, I've got this. I've been having this, pro- I have a little rat. He can't bring himself to say rat, but he's like rat. And she's like, you have a rash? He's like, no, I have, a, I have this thing, this little thing. And then she, her eyes just do like the little drop down to his crotch, drop back up and make eye contact thing. So it's not just that she's like looking down. It's like her eyes do the track, you know, the, the dick check. Don't tell me you're, you've times. never done the dick check, Nick.
0: I wonder how many times someone has looked at me worried or with the expectation that I was about to take my penis out. And then it didn't happen. Um, There's got to be at least one. There's got to be at least one time where I reached for a pocket or who scratched or any other number of things, adjusted my pants in some way. And someone on the other end had to be like, oh, God, I hope a dick doesn't come out.
2: Well, I'm sure there have people who have been relieved. I'm sure there have also been people who have been disappointed.
0: Maybe. I I wish I had a way to know. I'm sure it's happened. I feel like statistically it just has to have happened, but... Anyway, that's not what Ratatouille is
2: about. (laughs) Great movie for the whole family. Something that um,
0: surprised me about Ratatouille is that I think hot French chef you were referring to is voiced by Janine Garofalo.
2: Oh, yeah. I would not have known that.
0: Well, neither would I have uh, because she sounds nothing like Janine Garofalo. And then when I saw her name in the credits, I was like, how the hell did I not know that Janine Garofalo is a talented voice actor? And it's like one of those things where – at first I was annoyed cuz I saw a celebrity name and then I was like but I didn't know it was a celebrity so they're actually a good voice actor and I hope she's doing other voice acting and maybe she is and I just don't know about it I don't know. Yeah,
2: Janine, that's like the, I hope
0: you're up to stuff.
2: That's like the dude who's the voice of the like the French master chef who's who uh shot himself at the beginning of the movie. I'm sorry. We don't know that he shot himself. We just know that one of his stars was taken away and he died of a broken heart soon after, which I interpret as they took one of his stars away and he hung himself in his kitchen. But we don't know for sure.
1: Um, I thought it was a heart attack because he was grossly obese.
2: Well, except they specifically, I mean, they link it to a broken heart. But you're right. It could be a heart attack. Maybe yeah, he a heart attack,
0: broken heart. I like it. Also the, doesn't rule out the various ways this man could have died. That's well, I'm, one of the great things about I'm the, the the imagination.
2: I, the one I use cuz that's happened. I know there I mean the the French chefs killing themselves over losing Michelin stars thing is yes. a real phenomenon. And then uh, anyway, the guy who plays like his ghost, the the void the imaginary version of him, that's the guy who's like uh, Raymond's brother on everybody loves Raymond. Which is amazing, because he also does a really good French accent. I was like, that guy sounds like Gerard Depardieu. But it wasn't Brad Gerard Garrett. Depardieu. It was Brad Garrett, which is wild to me. Yeah. No, he's
1: also the Easter Island head in uh, Night at the Museum.
2: Ah, well, that that tracks. That I can see more, but that's... he's
1: That's my he's favorite mul- role of
2: his. He's a multifaceted man. I will give him that. Oh, and before I forget, it's just, I'm also, I... To, I will, Pixar has missed – because the, that movie begins with uh, the titular rat, Remy. Well, I guess it's not – the titular – the movie no. is not named after a rat. It's named his after name is a not French Ratatouille.
1: disc.
2: <laughs> yeah. His name is not Ratatouille. That would make the movie make more sense, but whatever. Anyway, he's breaking into, like, this old lady's kitchen, and when she sees him – Her response is to grab a fully loaded shotgun and just empty it, like, in her own kitchen. Like, into her own, like, walls and ceiling. And it's just like... And when that doesn't work, when she runs out of shells, she empties the shotgun, goes for another box. It's full of empties, so she grabs a second shotgun shell box that she has lying around. So after this... Like, 70-year-old French woman has completely exhausted all the shotgun ammunition in her house trying to blow up these rats. She's like, oh, I know what I need. And she gets, like, a full-grade, like, gas, like, pesticide sprayer and, like, a World War I gas mask that she just has lying around and attempts to, like, smoke them out of the house. Who is that lady? Where did she <laughs> come from? What is her backstory that she has these things lying around and is always so ready to do violence? Like, was she I mean, in the French probably, Resistance? I want to know. I can't
1: remember. She is, this is one of
2: those... Oh, go ahead.
1: She is probably 129 years old and still fully functional mentally and with all physical capabilities. And she has seen so much shit and she has fought so many different nationalities where the soldiers, that yeah, a little <laughs> rat like that, a rat like that coming after her fucking Brie? No, you're gonna fucking shoot it.
0: Well, and what I was She's done. Is... I don't remember if this is a movie that... Um, takes place in a in an actual realistic time period, or if it's more ambiguous, like is this a woman who has survived one or more wars? Is is what I'm wondering. Because I... it's
2: well, all the TVs are in black and white, and it it, it seems like if it takes place in a t- if it takes place in a real time period, it's the 50s or early 60s. There's no references mm-hmm. to technology later than that. But you know, it is it is vaguely ambiguous as to what time period it really is. Yeah, I believe
0: that this woman was somehow engaged in trench warfare. Yeah,
2: yeah I think I think she I think she murdered some SS officers in her time. I mm. think she's a hero, oh, yeah. and you know we should all be grateful for her service. Ratatouille, everybody. Agreed. What if what if that old lady is the? What if inglorian Bas, inglorious bastards and Ratatouille share the same universe? Have You ever thought about that? And that old lady in oh, Ratatouille sorry. is the yeah, lady the who who blew up it. the fucking theater. I bet there's more. But she I died. Bet if I...
1: Shoshana died, so it can't be the old lady. She died. Shoshana in the died. Yeah, dude. Did you watch the fucking movie? It's been a sorry. while. I, no, it's a okay.
2: fair. It's a fair. You absolutely. I am not Nick. I don't. I don't make a poly- I don't just treat it as natural that I can't remember things. That you know, my my. Uh, my recall of movies or like what I had for breakfast or what my own address is, is just slipping away. And that's just cool. Cause I'm a wacky guy who better things to fill my brain with. You know, you know,
0: the, uh, the God code for Turok 64 is NTHDGHDGDCRTDTRK. I can't let that slip.
1: Well, I mean, speaking of which Nick, what nerdy thing are you going to recommend? I'm dying over here. <laughs>
0: Um, I, I worry that I've recommended my nerdy thing before, but I don't care, because um, I'm playing it again. I just started earlier this afternoon. Um, Are you I, playing
2: Xenobraid Chronicles for the fourth time?
0: No, no. I If I ever actually start streaming, which I've now acquired the things I need to do to start streaming my, my vidja games, but still can't understand why anyone would want to watch that, and so I haven't had the motivation to follow through. But... Um, I I So the other day, I did download uh, the new Mario uh, Bowser's Fury uh, video game. Is that good? It is good, but it's very short. I've already 100%ed it. Um,
2: Well, if I'd never played Super Mario World, do you think it would be worth the purchase?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, But that's not my recommendation, but that would be it. My recommendation is, after finishing that up, I was like, Oh, I've had a stressful couple weeks. I need to chill out. What do I do to chill out? Oh, I I, I queue up that Stardew Valley, baby. The chillest game that was ever, ever
2: under. I think this is your fourth recommendation of Stardew Valley. Well, there's another update. No, you do it one I more am, time, and it gets to go into the special lobby where with the planning. other five timers.
0: I can I can make a farm on a beach now.
2: But, it uh, and Final Fantasy X. It's uh, more
0: labor intensive because you can't put sprinklers in the sandy beach soil. Oh you might have to turn to alternative resources if you want to have a steady income stream. Oh what a what a day! Um, also, I'm, I'm trying, you to, but you can fish, right? You can fish. I'm trying to decide who to fuck. I always I always try to fuck Abigail, but now I'm like, I need to mix it up. But who? But who? So, probably Emily. We'll see. Um, yeah, so that's another thing you can fuck. If I've talked about Stardew Valley this much before, and I legitimately have no memory of it, but I don't doubt that I have, um, I guess I don't need to go on for much longer. Uh, it's great. There's new stuff in it now. I'm excited to do it again. It's the most relaxing and peaceful uh, game uh, there ever was except it also gives you a feeling of progress that can keep you pulled in. It's, it's great if you don't like games that are necessarily grindy, but um, do have clear incremental progress you can make. Uh, I like it. It's good. Play it. Give, give Abigail amethysts and pumpkins. That's, she loves that shit. Well. So, we've all seen a TV show now. We've all made dirty recommendations. How are we feeling?
2: Feeling pretty good. Mm -hmm. all right oh eliza don't you have some other podcasts would you like to recommend that if people want to hear more about you
1: why thank you kyle uh well if you are into stephen king i fully recommend my podcast tommy knockin uh that is tommy knockin no g at the end you can find us on spotify and apple podcasts as well as tommyknockinpod.com Uh, basically we go through Stephen King books one chapter at a time. Right now we're doing skeleton crew, which means that the first half of this season is the mist. Uh, and I actually brought a present for both of you. Oh God, is it a giant, is it a giant wasp? I don't, I don't fuck with the giant wasps. Not this time, Kyle. Uh, it is not a giant wasp nor tentacles, which we found out is what is in the mist. Uh, you would know that if you listen to the podcast, um, actually, at the end of each episode, we do what's called a teepoc, which is a thought-provoking end-of-chapter question. I have a teepyoke, which is a thought-provoking end-of-episode question, based on this episode of The Big Bang Theory. For oh, both of you, oh,
0: crossover event!
1: Yeah, from my podcast to yours. I ask you, much like Amy and Sheldon, what experimental rumor would you start about yourself to get your friends buzzing? Excellent
0: question.
1: Thanks, it's supposed to be thought-provoking.
0: What rumor would I want people to think about me? I don't know. I'm already held in pretty high regard. <clears throat> I think I would like people to legitimately wonder whether I've murdered someone.
1: Ooh. That
0: is yeah. good.
2: I do have to, that is very good.
0: Because I think that would queue up not just suspicion about you know whether it actually happened but if it did happen what were the circumstances like nick hyde does he seem like a killer i don't know maybe he's one of those guys who if you make him mad but maybe not maybe maybe he was defending himself who knows if
2: nothing just think of all that you could just be like you know he doesn't like to talk about it but if you buy him a drink after work right you, know, you never know you could drink for a long time off of that kind of mystique
0: Yeah, and, you know, I could keep up my my general schlubby, nerd, bland appearance, and at the same time, people on the streets would lean to each other and say, he's
2: dangerous, you
0: know, so that would be nice.
1: I like it. Killed a man with his bare hands. What about you, Kyle? What rumor would you start about yourself?
2: I don't know. I need
0: help. Well, you're going to get help from the community once they start talking shit about you.
2: (laughs) I appreciate that. I started to say... I am a man of so many guarded secrets that the idea of releasing fake secrets out I mean I do like the idea if only of as misinformation, so maybe I could, you know, create some create some cross pollination out there. Maybe uh I could tell people I'm uh I'm dating Charlize Theron and they'd be like, He's probably not right? He does she's way out of his league. I mean, she's older than him, but even so Like, Charlize Theron, come on. But then they'd be like, but why would he make up such a specific woman to be dating? That would fuck with people. Is it a different Charlize
0: Theron? Like, what are the chances she's literally the only one? There has to be another, right? Is that it? it?
1: (laughs) It's going to be some woman named Charlize Theron who's exactly the opposite of the one we all know and love and are afraid of.
2: The anti-Charlize, if they're ever in the same room at the same time, the door of destiny opens. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the anti-Charlies,
0: Eliza. What's what's your response? What what rumor would you want?
1: Oh, I would probably stick with pregnancy, like uh, Amy does, just because I want people to feel really awkward around me in six months when I'm clearly no longer pregnant.
2: Oh, I guess that's yeah. okay. I guess that's okay to do as a rumor. I started to say there have been multiple PSAs on how just like telling people it's like an April Fool's joke that you're pregnant is super not cool. But I guess a rumor, you know. Probably flirts the best. Well,
0: what, what PSAs are you talking about? That
2: apparently there was a phenomenon for a while where girls who could not think of any fun thing to do on April Fools would just, you know, post all over social media that they were pregnant, and it created uh, it annoyed enough people that the following year there was a lot. Tumblr had a lot to say about it.
1: I mean, I think it's more about don't play that prank on your fucking spouse and/or boyfriend who isn't ready to be a spouse, you know?
2: That's definitely probably a big part of it. Yeah, that would be a bad thing to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's different if you're dating someone who will start a social experiment with you.
0: It's better if you spread it to your boss as a long game to try to get some FMLA time.
1: Mmm, spread it. Gross.
0: Eliza!